السلام علیکم ورحمت اللہ وبرکاتہ بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمدللہ الحمدللہ وکفا وسلام على عباده الذین اصطفاء اما بعد فاعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم ان اللہ و ملائکته یصلون على النبی یا ایوہ الذین آمنوا صلوا علیہ وسلموا تسلیما رسائد الشریف اللہم صلی علی سیدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد As a follow-on from last week's discussion we spoke about what did we speak about? Advice, very good, mashallah, you remembered well. And did anybody carry out the advice? I gave you a task and assignment at the end. Yeah, because today, inshallah, at the end of today's khutbah, also I'm going to be assigning you an assignment, something for you to do and take away and practice, inshallah, uh, to bring about the desired change that we're discussing. So we spoke about advice, and this is a continuation of last week's discussion where the topic of nasiha and its importance in our sharia we find that many many ahadith not just one or two but multiple ahadith rather we find a large collection of hadith or most of the hadith are discussing this topic of advice of giving advice and receiving advice so many hadith actually cover this topic and the Prophet has advised in sometimes it's about how to give the advice the methodology of giving the advice the encouragement of giving advice and then the Prophet was advising because it needs to be done in the right way because it affects the way it's received and we spoke about that last week that using wisdom using compassion not having the ego involved all of these things impact the way the advice is received so that is in terms of how to give the advice but then we've got the other side as well and the other side is how we can learn to prepare our hearts get our hearts ready to receive advice one is giving advice right there's a way of giving it compassion using the right words looking at the time the situation the prophetic sunnah and we discussed that last week in detail but the other side of that is preparing our hearts to receive advice making that preparation am i ready to receive advice if somebody comes to me and advises me am i ready am i willing do i have the willingness to take on advice this is something that we need to understand and learn and how we can uh, keep our hearts fertile for example quran quran is the greatest advice from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is an advice which is untouchable that is totally perfect totally flawless absolute truth you are not going to find anything like the quran but even something as amazing as the, as the quran the quran says hudan lil muttaqin you need to have your heart prepared only those people will truly benefit everyone benefits but only those people will truly benefit from the words of the quran if the heart is fertile if the heart has been softened if the heart has got this element to receive and wanting the quran then the heart will and, and there are many mashallah who have softened their hearts 
and, and the crops of Iman are growing and they are growing and they are benefiting and they are developing and they are becoming better and positive changes are coming within them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst them. So the Quran says that despite the Quran being so powerful in its impact, the absolute truth, even then the Quran says some hearts are like stones. When it comes to the Quran, right? Remember the advice we're speaking about Quran here, right? The absolute truth, the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Quran says that despite that there are some hearts which are like stone. That even the Quran is not received by these hearts. May Allah protect us from such a heart. Just like we need to fertile the soil of our hearts to receive the Quran. Imagine how much more we need to soften our hearts to receive the imperfect advice that we get from one another. If Allah's words, which are absolute truth, full of nur, full of hikmah, there is no lie in there. It's the perfect advice. If we need to soften our hearts and prepare our minds to receive that advice, imagine the advice that other people are giving and Allah has commanded us to give advice to each other. To be able to receive that, how much more willingness will we need? How much more softening of the heart will we need? How much more openness will we need? How much more invitation will we need to be able to accept, to listen and to heed the advice that we have been commanded to give each other. People don't just give by choice, it's actually a command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam instructed us to command and commanded us to give advice. So and there needs to be a greater level, level of anticipation. The Quran is there, but to receive the advice and, the ben and to benefit from it, because remember the Prophet wasallam said, believers are a mirror for one another. Believers are like mirrors for one another. A mirror will show you that which you wouldn't otherwise see. When you go in front of the mirror, you're going to see that which you would have normally seen without looking in the mirror. Why do you need to look in the mirror? If you could see already, if you could see already, then you wouldn't look in the mirror. You, the mirror shows you what you wouldn't otherwise see yourself. And as believers, we have been described as mirrors for one another. So just as we have a physical mirror, a spiritual mirror, if I am not being a sincere mirror for my brother, for my sister, then I'm a defective mirror. I'm a defective mirror. I'm not highlighting sincerely what's in what I'm seeing in my brother, in my sister. It works two ways. One is giving the nasiha, one is receiving the nasiha, and it works both ways. Last week we spoke about giving the advice. We're looking at it from another perspective now, it's about receiving the advice. So one is, so with the collective duty we have of reminding each other, so much so, the Prophet has linked the collective decay of the ummah. One of the main reasons the Prophet said the collective decay and degeneration of this ummah is the unwillingness to give advice to one another. The Prophet said the ummah will remain on good. Goodness will prevail as long as people continue advising each other. Meaning when people stop advising, this will be one of the main reasons 
that the ummah will fall, the ummah will decay. So the collective decay of the ummah has been linked to the unwillingness of giving advice and taking advice from one another. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding. So now we find there's a decline in the culture of giving advice. People have stopped giving advice. People don't want to give advice to other people anymore. Even though they can see there's something clearly wrong. Even though they can see they can make a difference. But we're going into this culture now where we've just... I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. It's better if I don't say anything. It's fine. Let me just do my own thing. So we're finding this culture and this culture is growing. And the more we do this, the further from goodness the ummah is going to go. The Prophet said, goodness will prevail in the ummah as long as people continue advising each other. And the collective decay of the ummah has been linked to the unwillingness to advise. And this is what's happening now. So now there's a decline in the culture of wanting good in people, of building people of making people aware so that they can become better. Sincere advice. We're not just saying going around saying random things to people. Having that desire to build each other's lives, to better each other so that they can grow, they can become closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam Ghazali rahmatullah beautifully explains this in his ihya. He says, imagine a man who's walking around and on his back there's a scorpion. So there's a, there's a scorpion on his back and you can see that scorpion. What would you do? What would you do? This man is carrying a scorpion on his back. He is not aware of it. He can't see it. Had he seen it, had been, he been aware of it, he would have removed it. There's a scorpion on his back and people are seeing it, but they're not saying anything. They're not saying anything to him. They're leaving it. Had they gone to him and told him there's a scorpion on your back, either they could have helped him remove it, or even say, let's say it did bite him. They could have helped him heal quicker. They could have got treatment for him quicker. But he's none the wiser. He doesn't know. He doesn't realize. And the people who do realize are not saying anything. Imam Ghazali rahmatullah says that we are people now. We don't want people to point out that we're carrying scorpions on our backs. That's a physical issue. There are many spiritual issues as well. And that willingness to want someone to point out that tell me if I'm doing something that I shouldn't be doing. If I'm carrying, we're carrying scorpions on our backs. And literally, we don't want anyone to tell us. We've stopped wanting to tell people to tell us that I'm carrying a scorpion on my back. Like, don't tell me. I'd rather be bitten, but don't tell me about it. And this is the culture. So it's working both ways. People have stopped telling people about the scorpions. And the people carrying the scorpions no longer want to be told that they're carrying scorpions on their backs. So, and, and, and this is what, where we're going. Abdullah bin Mubarak, last week I mentioned Abdullah bin Mubarak, rahmatullah. You will find so many books of his. Why? Because people went to him for advice. So many different types of advices he gave. And you can read them, beautiful advices. But a time came when he stopped giving advice. And people came to him and said, Abdullah, why don't you give advice anymore? And he said, is there anyone looking for advice? The reason I don't get, is there anyone actually who wants to be told? Is there anyone who wants their faults to be pointed out to them? I can't see anyone. He said it then, hundreds of years ago. Imagine he saw our situation today. So what's happening is, I'm losing out. 
I'm losing out on so many opportunities every single day where I can better myself, I can improve, I can remove certain characteristics which I shouldn't be having in my life. But I've put up this barrier and this wall that I just don't want to hear it. I don't want to be told. I don't want to be corrected. I'm not giving the invitation to other people to come to me and tell me because I just don't feel comfortable with it. So this is Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullahi. Now, what does it look like? What does it look like when a person has the desire to want to hear? What does it look like when a person wants someone to point out something within them? What does it look like when somebody wants to hear good advice and better themselves? Imam Malik rahmatullahi, one day Imam Malik rahmatullahi, after Salatul Asr, he enters the masjid. His Asr Salah is over, he's done Asr. He enters into a masjid. Now, Imam Malik rahmatullahi is of the opinion that after Salatul Asr, if you enter into the masjid, you don't pray Tahiyyatul Masjid. This is his fiqhi opinion. He's got it in his books. He taught it all his life. Imam Malik rahmatullahi, after Salatul Asr, he enters into the masjid and he comes and sits down. A young man comes up to Imam Malik and very harshly says to him, stand up and pray Tahiyyatul Masjid. Imam Malik rahmatullahi got up, he performed two rakat Tahiyyatul Masjid and sat down. He could have said, do you know who I am? I'm Imam Malik. Do you know my Muatta? Hadith compilation, one of the most famous Hadith books. Do you know there is a ruling? And based on this ruling, after Salatul Asr, there is no Salah. And that's my opinion based on the Hadith of the Prophet So his students came up to him and they said, respected Imam, our teacher, you've taught us. We've sat in your lessons and your circles. And we know it's your opinion that after Salatul Asr, if you enter into the Masjid, you will not do Tahiyyatul Masjid. But what just happened there? What just happened there? He told you to pray, you got up and you prayed. And Imam Malik rahmatullahi said that I did not want to fall in the category where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, where Allah says when they are told to bow and they don't bow. He said, I didn't want to be one of the stubborn ones. Stubbornness is a good quality. He said, pray, I thought of this verse. I didn't want to fall into this category of trying to always explain myself, make up excuses, this and that and the other. He told me to pray. How was I going to explain all that to him? I thought, let me take on the, he's giving sincere advice. Let me take on the advice. And I don't want to be amongst those who are stubborn. That's one side of the coin. Let's flip it. Flip it the other way. What does it look like when you get given advice? But then your ego comes in the way. And this is something sadly we're doing quite often. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this in the Quran. When certain people, you advise them, their pride stops them from abandoning the sin or changing their way. When you advise a person, you tell somebody, pride comes in the way, their ego comes in the way. And that stops them from giving up the sin or changing their way. Either because you don't like the person who said it to you. Either it could be the person saying it to you, you don't like them. Or you don't like the way it was said to you. Maybe it was said to you in a harsh way and you didn't like that. Or you just don't like being told. Could be any of the three. Either you don't like the person saying it to you. Right? Your wife's nagging at you all the time. Okay, or it's your kids trying to correct you where you think I'm the dad. Like, who, how dare you tell me what to do? 
Okay? Or it could be someone you don't like. It could be an old, old person at the masjid always just going on at you. Right? So it's either you don't like the person or you don't like the way it was said. You think like, have some manners. Say it in a nice way at least. What they're saying is that wrong. It's the way they're saying it. Or you're just one of those people that don't like to be corrected. You don't want anyone to point out that scorpion that's on your back. You'd rather be bitten to death than somebody correct you and then you feel, oh, he corrected me. And the Prophet ﷺ, his Sahabi, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud speaks about this. And he said, by the way, here the blame falls on the recipient. Last week we spoke about giving advice and giving advice in a good way and using your words correctly, using wisdom, compassion. That's a separate topic. But when it comes to receiving advice, when it comes to receiving advice, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said, Inna min akbari dhamb. Inna min akbari dhamb. An yaqula rajul li akhihi ittaqillah. The greatest, one of the greatest sins in the sight of Allah. One of the greatest crimes that you can commit is when somebody comes to you and advises you, bro, stop doing this. Bro, you should be doing this. You shouldn't be doing this. Whether he said nicely or harshly, somebody tells you, reminds you of Allah, tells you to change your ways. And you respond to them by saying, Alayka bi nafsik. Mind your own business. You're telling me what to do? One of the greatest sins. One of the greatest sins. <laughs> you're one to speak, aren't you? What, you're telling me what to do. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his sahabi, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu say, Inna min akbari the greatest crime that you can commit is when somebody corrects you. Whether you, you don't like that person, the way they're saying it, or you don't want to, that doesn't really matter. Irrespective, the blame lies here with the recipient. When you're being told what to do, and instead you tell them, mind your own business, leave me alone. Who are you to judge me? These are the words people are saying nowadays. Don't judge me. Quran speaks about this. That when someone reminds you of Allah, your pride and your ego stops you from... Do you know what that means? Let, let's spell it out. Let's spell it out. And when you hear it, you're going to understand. Right? When, we, when you hear it, I, you're basically saying to that person, I will insist on committing this sin that's going to destroy me in the hereafter to make you mad so that you don't get the satisfaction of correcting me. That's what it means. How does that sound? I'm going to carry on doing what I'm doing so that I get destroyed in the hereafter just so you don't get the validation and the pleasure of correcting me. Tell me what's the problem here? What's stopping us? Nothing but ego. It's just ego. At the same time, we are willing to go to complete strangers. This is happening now. We're going to complete strangers, paying hundreds and thousands of pounds, doing an assessment, them going through our life and telling us what we should do, what we shouldn't do, taking on that advice. Whereas your lifetime partner, your parent, your children, the people you see every day have been telling you exactly the same thing. Imagine we disarmed ourselves from the ego and took on the advice of the well-wishers that are already around us. Do you know why we do that? Because when we go into the office, we don't feel threatened. We don't feel threatened. 
Here we feel threatened. We think it's going to knock our ego. If it knocked anyone's ego, we think that if someone corrects you, that means I have to be humble. Yes, you do have to be humble. We have to, but humility doesn't mean disgrace. One of the most humble people, one of the most humble people to walk on the surface of this earth was Sayyidina Umar bin Khattab radiallahu anhu. Have, have you ever once thought of Umar radiallahu anhu as being disgraced? Never. Humility does not evoke disgrace. Humility is a sign of being raised and elevated in the sign of Allah. Man those who humiliate themselves for the sake of Allah, Allah will elevate and raise you. And Umar radiallahu anhu, he said, Rahimallahu, Rahimallahu imra'an, ahda ilayya uyubi. May Allah have mercy on the person who points my faults out to me. Even the youngest child would walk up to Umar and say, Umar, I think you should do it this way. And he would listen to it. He would appreciate it. He would take on that advice. He says, may Allah have mercy. You know why? He, he had that invitation. He didn't create an aura around him of like everyone had to walk on eggshells. And this is what's happened today. This is what's happening. We've stopped advising people. We'd rather people rot and burn in hell than speak to them. And the Prophet ﷺ speaks about this as well. You know, if somebody comes to you, right? And they advise you. Either you don't like the person, you don't like the way it's been said, or you don't like being corrected. You know what? You can actually reframe it. You can reframe because what they're saying isn't wrong. They're telling you to correct your ways, right? Reframe it in your head. Reframing in the head is first of all, first of all, right? Tell yourself, I'm going to get two rewards. Number one, I'm going to get the first reward of swallowing my ego. I don't like the way this has been said, or I don't like this person telling me. But if I swallow my ego, reward number one. The reward number two will be correcting your ways, changing yourself. Because at the end of the day, what they're saying is wrong. Maybe how they're saying it isn't good, but you've swallowed your ego. Reward number one. Number two, you corrected yourself. And number three, go to that person and say, Jazakallahu khairan. I love the advice. I love the advice. You know what? It's really benefited me. If ever you do end up speaking to somebody else in the future, if you said it like this, it'll probably have more of an effect. Can you see? Can you see how we can change this whole thing around? Right? So this is Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And at the end of the day, right? On the day of judgment, what are we going to say? If Allah tells us on the day of judgment that you had people advising you all around, what are you going to say? I didn't like the way they were saying it. Allah asks you, you knew what you had to do, what you didn't have to do. You were being reminded every single day you were hearing it. What are you going to say? I didn't like the person that was saying it to me. I didn't like the way they were saying it. Or I didn't like being corrected. Quran says, Now the question is, am I inviting advice? Am I, one is giving advice. Am I inviting people to come and tell me? Come, openness of the heart. If there's anything you see within me that needs correct, come and tell me. Come up to me. The Prophet wasallam, he actually says that inna min nas, man nas The Prophet wasallam, said the worst type of people are those who create this aura around them that nobody wants to advise them. You'd rather not say anything 
Unle- you, people have just abandoned like, You know what? That guy, no, don't bother. Don't say anything. Because the aftermath, the foul language, and the insults will be so nasty, people just, you know what? Just leave. We'd rather they rot away. We'd rather they just carry on doing what they're doing rather than having to put up. Now let's not think of other people because as soon as we say this, we start think of other people. Think, am I, do I fall in this category? Do people have to walk on eggshells around me? Have I created this environment around me or am I approachable? Can people come up to me and tell me that, look, you know, you need to sort this out. This is not right. And am I receptive of that advice? Or, or do I just go crazy and say, who are you to tell me? Because the Prophet ﷺ's companion is saying that is one of the worst things to do is when we're reminded, it doesn't matter who's reminding you, right? That's a separate issue. That's advice for them. We spoke about that last week, that when you advise, speak in a good way. But at the end of the day, if the advice is coming to you, regardless of how it's coming to you, to say to somebody, who are you to tell me? This is actually considered to be a sin. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the understanding. So Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu would say, May Allah have mercy on the person who highlights my faults upon me. Imagine we listen to the people around us, disarm our ego, right? We're living with people, right? They know us better than any therapist knows us. People living with us know us much better than any stranger who would do a 30 minute assessment and start telling you, X, Y, and Z, and you need to change. The people that you're with, the people that see you, they see you all the time. If we had that willingness, that receptiveness, that openness, that genuineness to want to become better, then you know what? By now we would have developed so much. So what we need to do first of all is create this change within us. Allow our hearts to be soft, to be fertile. Disarm ourselves from the ego. Right? And have this willingness and desire to change. Abdullah bin Mubarak said, people will continue to remain knowledgeable as long as they accept advice. When people stop accepting advice, that is when your ignorance starts. So now I'm going to give you an assignment to do. Last week I gave you a task. This is your assignment for this week from today onwards, inshallah. I want you to go back today from this Jummah and approach two people that are close to you and tell them to advise you. Two people, any two people that are close to you, that know you well, and tell them to give you advice. They might think you're crazy. Just tell them, in Juma we were given this task, this assignment to do, and we've been asked to do this, and this is why we're here. And let's start our journey of correcting ourselves and bettering ourselves from here. Because what kind of a life is the one which is stagnant? If we're not bettering ourselves, then we're becoming worse. There's no state in between of being static. There's no such thing. Either we're becoming better or becoming worse. And if I'm closing all the doors around me, and there's people around me who are there willing to give the advice, but I don't want to listen, then I'm not going to get better. So this is the assignment, inshallah. Everyone's going to do this, right? Approach two people this week. The sooner you do it, the better. From those who are close to you, who know you well, and tell them, Give me some advice. Tell me what I can change about my character, for example. Tell me what, 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 you know, what sticks out to you that I can do with uh, rectifying or making better, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.